Well, Coach, just kind of assess your team um, after this stretch, now having a little time between games and your guys away a little bit. Um, have you been – you're never happy, never satisfied, but, but are you pleased with how things have gone? Yeah, I mean, when you're 8-3, when you're and three, you've done some things well. And, and we're – you know, I still think we're, we're, we're a team that's kind of building, still learning, still adjusting. And we're nowhere near where we're going to be. And my staff and I, we got together, you know, early this week, and we kind of put together – I thought it was going to be a few things we need to work on, end up being a lot of things we need to work on. And, you know, we're getting lineups back. We lost Mezzi for, for a few weeks here, so we're adjusting to that. But, um, you know, defensively, I think we're different now that we've added, you know, Tyree and Terrell. I think we can have some more versatility there. Um, offense, I know we're going to need some more versatility and some things we do offensively. I know our numbers look good, but I'm looking down the road and what we got to go up against there. And, you know, just, just some other things. Um, you know, just our physicality on defense, I don't think it's been very good. Um, I think we've been turning the ball over too much. Um, but um, I think any coach right now in the country, you can kind of ask them, say, what's going on with your team? I bet you they can list off a bunch of things just like I can. Talk about offense a little bit more because, again, you look at the numbers and, and you've played some non-Division one teams, so that's certainly helped. But what, what, do you, what do you see offensively from your club right now? Well, it's not just that we're playing at a fast pace. I think we're making good decisions playing at a fast pace. And, you know, sometimes when, you know, you, you, get, you get fast, you get out of control and you make bad decisions. Um, but if you look at our team from this year to last year, I think we're taking a higher, uh, higher quality shot. And, and so, you know, a lot of guys on the team, their shooting percentages are up, but they're taking the better shots this year and, and they're being selective. And so we, with that, they're making more of them. And so, like I said, if we just eliminate the turnovers and get a shot in the basket every single time, you know, I think that would be even more valuable. Um, you know, you look at some of the games we lost, we haven't finished great around the rim. And, you know, sometimes we miss some open shots. So, um, you know, if we take the right ones, you know, I'm happy with that. But even a lot of the right ones have been around the rim this year and we haven't finished them the way we should have. Has it been a challenge? I know you and I have talked about this a little bit, just with lineups and not having Tyree for so long, not having Terrell yet, Mezzi now being out, Tox missed a few games. Um, has that been a challenge to kind of figure out exactly what you've got? You know, I was uh, before the UVA game, I looked at their lineup, and they had the same starting group every single game. And, and you know, that's, you know, to me, that's a dream. Um, now, our team's not built that way, but just having the availability of the same guys every single game. And... Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's difficult. I mean, there, there is injuries. There is illnesses. And, you know, hopefully we're deep enough to be able to withstand, you know, some of those. It's not something we want, but things are going to happen. And, and then, you know, whoever's available, we've got to be able to play. And, you know, as a coach, you can't dwell on them. You've you, you got to go ahead and just move on with the team and, and figure out, you know, how you're going to adjust and adjustment's going to be made. But um, you can't control some of those things. So with that being said, you can't control them. So you might as well move on and focus on what you can focus on. Terrence is shooting at a 50, 50% clip from three this year. I guess maybe talk about his girth as a shooter, and is he someone you, you know, kind of give the green light to if he's open from three? Yeah, I mean, if he's open from three, I'll, I'll, you know, any of our guys, you know, they get in the gym, they work, and, and, and they take the right ones. But it goes back to shot selection. And, you know, he's, he's, he's not, you know, having games where he's, he's taking a bunch of bad ones or contested shots. And so it's a balance in his game. And, and when he's open, he's been in rhythm. Uh, I think he shot the ball well. Um, what you take out the Virginia game, which he was you know sick and you know, probably shouldn't have played. That was my fault. But take out that one. I think he shot the ball well, and you know he's he's constantly in the gym. I mean, if you come in here at night and you hear a ball bounce, it's probably going to be him in his back gym and working out.
I know before the season you talked about how there's like, you know, 13 guys who could start on this team, and, you know, Dave kind of talked about it too, and, you know, shuffling around the lineups, guys in and out. But, you know, has it shaped out to maybe where you thought it would be at this point? And do you feel like you're getting some continuity with some lineups going and chemistry between some of the guys this year? No, I don't feel continuity yet. Um, you know, that, that's something hopefully you get later on. And, you know, we haven't had one single practice all year, you know, since we started where I had 13 scholarship players available. We've only had a couple of them where it's been 12. And, you know, the same thing with games. Um, you know, there's always been a couple of guys out. You know, Terrell hasn't played in a game yet. And, you know, Tyree's only played in a couple. We just lost Mezzi. And we had sicknesses, you know, with Tock and Tyree and Justin and all these other things. So it's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's always going to be the same thing. Um, you know, hopefully the team knows each other better. And I know them better as we move forward. But, you know, it's something we can't. You can't stress out about it. You can't overanalyze it right now because it's, it is, you know, things are out of your control. And so you just got to deal with what you can deal with. Back to Terrence, um, talking about him being in the gym all the time. And at media day, he tossed out a phrase a couple times about being an everyday guy. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of an idea that you brought here? Because I've heard some other guys say it. And is that, what does it mean when you guys start talking about being an everyday guy. Yeah, I love the fact that he said that because um, it is a term, you know, sometimes that, you know, and probably more often than I even realize I'm saying it, that we, we talk about. And, you know, we, we, we talk about just making winning plays and not, and, and not worrying about scoring. And, you know, one of the things we talk about on our team is you know, the qualities that go into championship teams and, and, and not just leaving those to, you know, guys scoring points. You know, every single team in the country right now has a leading scorer. And I don't know how many games I watch, and you'll see a team that's three and seven right now. They got a guy averaging 20 points or whatever else. And, and that's not near as, you know, important or valid, you know, as I, to me as a guy who's averaging 12 points on a winning team. Because, um, you know, guys could take shots. You, you know, guys could go ahead and try to have big scoring nights. But if the team doesn't win, nothing matters. And so for Terrence to say that, he's bought into it. And these other guys have to. Do you feel like that makes you harder to defend on offense, having so many guys who are, you know, averaging double figures and the team maybe doesn't know who to key on every night? Yeah, I mean, you know, we don't ever run anything for, for just one guy, you know, to, to take the shot. You know, sometimes in the game you, you have to do something, but, but we run stuff for guys to be able to make a play. And the play is, is shooting, passing, and, and sometimes it's, you know, uh, um, multiple passes in that possession. Um, so, you know, if our guys are playing the right way, you know, our assists are high, our turnovers are down, and, and it should look that way. You know, it shouldn't look like that. You know, there's one guy out there shooting predominantly most of the shots. You know, we're going to have guys with big scoring nights because that was what was given to them that night. And so if it's given to them, they've got to be able to take advantage of that. You know, back to Terrence a little bit, you know, he's talked about being influenced about some of the guys who've been in here before, like, you know, whether it's Matt going through losing seasons and then finally having a winning one or Chuck being the guy you talk about who scored 10 points on a winning team and stuff like um have you seen that from him being able to kind of like soak up what he was around when he was a younger guy now being one of the older guys on the team yeah I mean you know he's here for three years now and and his three-year growth and and not just basketball but but off the court too is, is about as much as I've seen in a player he's um you know, he, he came from, you know, a different background and, you know, a background where, you know, he wasn't exposed to a lot of things he's supposed to here at JMU. And he had to, had to figure out how to be successful here academically, how to be successful on a basketball team and how to learn a lot of stuff. Um, you know, he's a guy who absolutely loves basketball. And he's very, very competitive. And those are the qualities I didn't want him to lose 
but at the same time, some of those qualities made it look like he was frustrated and make it look other things because, you know, he, he wants to do right. He's got a huge heart. And, um, you know, the guys on the team appreciate that. We appreciate that. He's caring of, of them, caring of each other. And, and you know, he's, um, he's, he's grown a lot, but he's still got room to grow. I mean, he, you know, he's, he's, he's gotten a lot stronger. He's gotten better. And, you know, I, I think you'll even see a couple more jumps from him. Is there anything that's surprised you as you get to the end of non-conference getting ready for conference play? Um, no, not a lot of surprises. And, you know, you, you look at this time of year and, you, you know, you realize, that, you know, we, we've won a lot of games um, by some, some larger margins. That's probably the only surprise. Um, the Valpo game, I would love to have back. You know, it's, uh, it, it's a game that I think we are, we learned from it. And then we learned the things that we didn't do correct in that game. The North Carolina game was a, for us, felt like just a lost opportunity um, where we had a chance, I think, to play, you know, a great team on national exposure and, and, and kind of show what we can do. And we didn't play to ourselves. And Virginia, um, you know, it's, I really believe Virginia is one of the top two or three teams in the country. And, and you know, I think we played the right way and kind of show what we can do there. But um, maybe the only surprises was some of them scores. Um, but you know, in my mind, they get erased pretty quickly when I think about some of the missed opportunities we had, too. Before Mizzy's injury, how do you feel like he's kind of fit into this lineup so far this year, you know, coming over from, you know, Mount St. Mary's? He's been absolutely great, and, and, and not just great on the basketball court. Um, I'm talking about in the locker room. He's, he's solid. We can lean on him. We can trust him. Um, you know, he gives us a tremendous versatility, and – you know, he's able to get on top of the press. He's able to move. He can guard the point guards. He can guard the centers. And so his value is enormous. And I thought his first couple weeks we had games and scrimmages, maybe not a couple weeks, but just a couple games, he wasn't quite himself. And then I thought he really got going. And then we were running a lot of stuff through him, you know, because he was making good decisions. He could handle the ball. And, um, you know, that was kind of one of the big game plans against Virginia, Um to kind of if we ever struggled on offense, which you anticipate happening against him, is we we're going to try to run things through him. And I looked over to the timeout, and the back of his hand looked like I had a grapefruit on top of it. So I realized he had to play one-handed, so that kind of limited us in that. Do you expect Terrell back this weekend? Yeah, I mean, if there's no setbacks, um, he practiced fully yesterday, and uh, he anticipated him practicing fully today. And um, I don't know where his condition is. Um, his rhythm's off, but – you know, he's everybody knows his watch some play. He's as tough as there is. So um, he can kind of just figure things out, just kind of being older, being smart, and, and being tough. So um, right now, I, I plan on playing him on Sunday. Will that be fun for him to go against his dad again? You had talk go back to Buffalo earlier this year. Now, now Terrell gets to play against his dad and his brother later on this year. But that's part of the, the fun, fun times of college basketball, some of the scheduling like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, when Terrell's a basketball family, and so, um, you know, he's got him, got him on different parts of the country, and, you know, we didn't anticipate being in the Sun Belt. He didn't anticipate his brother being at Georgia Southern, so that one kind of happened, you know, just um, by circumstance. But, um, you know, his dad getting a job up there, and, you know, I talked to his dad a lot, um, you know, whether it be last year, and, and um, he's um, – his dad – you can see why Terrell's the way he is. I mean, he's got, a, he's got a lot of his dad's mentality in basketball, kind of just, you know, intelligence and maturity – um, but if you meet his mom, he's got a lot from her too. So um, I'll be anxious to see what what what, what his mom thinks of the game on on Sunday. <laughs> is there a reason why you got that game on the schedule this weekend? 
Yeah, I mean, he just took the job. Um, you know, he got the job late, and, you know, he had a lot going on. And, and uh, my assistant, John Cremins, was talking to him and says, look, if you need games, we love to be able to do it. We're struggling right now to find games. And, and th- that one worked out. And, and um, you know, I love playing in New York. It's, um, I'm glad we're not going there this year because we've had enough road games. But uh, I look forward to going back and playing in New York City next year. It's a great basketball city. So that'll be cool for our guys next year. When, when you talked about Noah back in the summer when he was first getting here, it seemed like every time I asked you, you said he could be one of your best offensive players. And you kind of notably left defense out of that. Um, have you been impressed with his defensive play so far this year? I mean, has he been better than you thought? Yeah, the one thing with Noah that I didn't know that's extreme positive is just how tough he is. And if you watch him rebounding and throwing his body around and kind of like if there's a fracas on the court with a bunch of guys going for it, he puts his nose in there. And, um, you know, positionally he's gotten better and better on defense. And offense, you know, um, I think he's had some games where he kind of shows what he can do and he's had some games where he's been off. Um, but – He's making other plays besides offense. So that, that's been a pleasant surprise. I mean, he is a better defensive person, but um, I didn't know that he was um, just a tough a kid as a competitor, um, you know, until we got him here and kind of seen that in person. What do you kind of make of some of the play you've seen around the conference, seeing a team like Southern Miss jump out to a 10-1 start and, you know, some of the other mm-hmm. Sun Belt teams have really kind of gotten out to a good start so far? Oh, what was the question? I'm sorry. I guess, like, what, have you, what do you kind of make of oh. what you've seen from the conference so far? Um, yeah, you're starting to peek at some things. Um, uh, Georgia State had played Auburn really well yesterday. Um, I felt bad for Appalachian State. They, I thought they outplayed Wake yesterday, and those buzzer beaters are heartbreaking. Um, ironically, Dustin Kearns beat me on a heartbreaker like that at one point when I was at Georgia Southern. And the year before that, before he won the head coach, we beat App State on a similar. So uh, I, I feel bad because they had their chances right there uh, against Wake. And, you know, Marshall – is off to a great start. Uh, they lost at Greensboro the other day, but, but they've been playing really well. Uh, Louisiana, everybody knew they were going to be good. But, you know, right now, I think the surprises, you know, of our league right now have been, you know, Southern Miss playing really well and Marshall playing really well. The other guys, you kind of, you know, are playing as expected. And one thing about this league is I think you always see teams that are they're different sometimes in, in November and December, and you run into them in January and February. And – you know, like, like Coastal Carolina is going to be good. They've been up and down, but they're going to be good. And, and South Alabama, I know they're going to be good. And I know Georgia Southern's putting some things. Georgia State looks like they're getting better and better. So some of these teams have such roster movement and different injuries, different guys out, that they don't kind of hit the what they're up like as a team until later on. And that was even before the transfer portal. There was always just a lot of movement in this in this league. And so you'll see – you know, I don't know who it's going to be, but you'll see some teams that look a lot different. And, and, and hopefully we look, you know, even better than what we are um, by the time we get to January and February. Um, circling back to Mezzi, um, Mr. Shaney's out, but why did you target him as a transfer? Was there like a role that you were hoping to maybe fill with his presence mm-hmm. on this team? Um, yeah, could you speak to that? Yeah, I mean, he's – we wanted somebody with, with kind of his size and athleticism, you know, that was skilled and can move. And, you know, then you kind of just – you start calling people about him and, and then they speak about his character and, and, and how he is as a person. And he's got straight A's right now in grad school. And like, he's, you know, he just does everything right. Well, you know, we needed that, you know, we needed a, a stability. We, we needed, you know, a, a person that was a positive influence on other guys. And it matched up with him wanting the style that we play. He wanted to play faster. He wanted to do things differently. And he wanted to be able to show some more versatility in his game. And, 
you know, he wants to be a pro. Um, he wanted to win. He wanted to play at a higher level, and he was, and I think it was a good fit both ways.